Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast Group. It's what the Bible says. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of What the Bible Says. Um, my name is Kenny Kramer. I'm one of the hosts. I'm joined with uh, another host, A. Notman. What's up? And we're missing Nick Shirk and Josiah Nellens, but we still have... Hi, I'm Zeke. I'm here. Uh, I am Nick today. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, you are Zeke, but yes, well, you are filling Zeke, in for also... Nick. I am I am the uh, replacement Nick. That you, Zeke is yeah. one of our behind the scenes wing nuts. I am. Yes. So, uh, yeah. He we're letting him. He has a temporary promotion today. Yeah. But temporary. wait a minute. This begs the very deep philosophical question. Uh oh. Can Nick ever be replaced? I mean, I mean, his job <laughs> can theoretically, but he as a person can't be replaced, right? I understand. So I mean. Yeah. Everyone's individual, right? Unless my cloning experiment works. Oh, well, yeah, there's always that. Yes. All right. So what are we up to today? Kenny, what are we doing today? We are, well, I mean, I could be smart and say we're doing a podcast. Yes, but, but uh, what the Bible says. Yes, yes. But the title of today's podcast is, uh, what was it, Steve? <laughs> Made in the image of God. But before we go there, a little uh, quiz. How about a quiz, huh? Oh, great. All right. Of, of words that are slang. I looked up the word slang. Anybody know what the word definition of the word slang is? Informal <laughs> language. Informal language. Now, we all have slang words for today, right? Which I don't understand most of today's slang. So I thought... Let's go back to the 1960s when I was a boy. Oh, great. And Zeke, I'm going oh, to no. give you a slang word, and I'll give you the context. You have to try to tell me what does that slang word mean. All right, All right. Ready? And I've got one for you guys. Yeah, let's go. Well. Here we go. All right, don't bogart those chips. <laughs> what does the word bogart mean? <laughs> well, if I had to guess... Um, you know, like hog or eat them all, you know. Exactly. Stuff like keep that. for yourself. Bogarting right. anything. You're bogarting anything. That means to keep for yourself. All, all right. right. <laughs> Kenny, we'll see you on the flip side. Basically, like, see you tomorrow. Yeah, later on. Flip side is see you tomorrow. Um, let me see. Uh, Pastor Steve is really a spaz. You're a bit hyper. A bit hyper. Crazy. Not only that, even a little bit more, though. Something else. Off your rocker? Yeah, it, yeah. It's not only men, it's not only mentally a spaz with somebody who was a klutz, also. Oh, was a klutz. Oh. All right. Um, here you go, Zeke. Zeke drives a tank. What does that mean? What's a um, tank mean? Well, in the context of driving, right? If that's, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think I'm indestructible, and I don't really care. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's a big car. Guy drives a okay. big tank. I, 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 Kenny, last one. We're going to go out and race for the pinks. This would have been a better question for me. <laughs> or uh, you guys can tag team together here. What does it mean, race for the pinks? Pink slip. It's your title. It's racing for uh, you get to win your opponent's car. 
How did you know that, dude? That's awesome. That is exactly right. The winner keeps, you know, we're going to race to the pink. Can you yeah. imagine racing and I win your car? Yeah, I grew up playing games with like pink slips and whatnot. You really? race for pinks. Huh. All right. So we've got <laughs> slang as far as, you know, back in the 60s. But then I wanted to go to language that we use in the church today. It isn't really slang, but sometimes we have phrases. I call it Christianese. <laughs> that yeah. that we as you know we've been saved we've been uh, you know Jesus has covered us with his blood and the a- average person who would be outside would go what what does that mean what's going on and that's where I want to go with this phrase we are made in the image of God we've all heard that phrase mm. we've been made in the image of God but what does that mean Zeke what's just your initial and I'm gonna ask you guys to maybe to kind of add on what does it mean when you hear that we have been made in the image of God. Well, you look at Genesis, and when God created all the animals, he kind of just said, let there be the winged creatures and stuff like that. But with man, God formed us out of the dirt. He made us, uh, he put a lot more time and effort into um, creating us as people. And then he uh, breathed in the breath of life, right? So we're just made more, uh, more I don't want to say more thought, more, we were made to be like God. He says, let us make for ourselves a, y- you know the thing. I know. <laughs> Pastor Zeke, nice job. Let's hear from Pastor Zeke. That was nice. Very yeah. nice. His first time around. Ken, anything you want to add to that when you think about when you, when you hear, men, we've been made in the image of God. Well, like to kind of expound on uh, Zeke's point, basically, so it's like God created us to worship him that was the ultimate goal for god god just made people so that we could worship him mm-hmm. then obviously you know you got the fall of man and everything but it's like if you picture god it's, that's how humans were created we were created from god so cool i mean but zeke zeke pretty much covered it all pastor zeke he's ready to take an offering after that sermon so <laughs> Uh, ain't anything left? There's not a whole lot left. Anything else you want to I think pick one up? of the biggest differences for us as humans that obviously differentiates ourselves from any of other God's living creations, mm-hmm. we possess a soul. Mm-hmm. And he chose us out of all the creatures out there he made to have a soul to have and for our free will and to carry out his work in his image. And I believe that is a, an important distinction that he gave to us. I think we have a lug nut first. The lug nuts talking theology. What do you think, huh? <laughs> it was like, see, every now and then everybody thinks the lug nuts. They just can't go deep thinking. And that's kind of where we're going today is a little deep dive. You guys have a program called Deep Dive? Or are you... Are you Got rid of that program? Uh, just, no, we just haven't started it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this maybe we're going to kind of jumpstart the deep dive here okay. today. Okay. All right. right. Talking about yeah. this idea of man. And you guys have done a great job. So let's take a look at your Bibles. Genesis chapter 1. Because then we're going to come up with the next question. So what? Mm. <laughs> that's always the good question. That's, that's kind of the, where the topic of discussion is going to be today. Because you guys have done a very eloquent job of painting the picture of what does it mean. So Ezekiel, read uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and then Kenny will have you read verse 27 then. 26. Yep, 126. 
One second. Uh, then God said, let us, let us make man in our image. Sorry, let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Take two. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Okay, Kenny, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Okay, so now, Aid, we'll start with you. We'll let you go. So you have, like, some to do. What is this some... Interesting. What do you just notice about what well, we've already talked about? What are some other aspects of being made in God's image that you see either in verse 26 or 27? Hmm. <clears throat> it looks like I find it interesting. He says, make them to rule over all the other creatures that he's put on the ground. Good. And you know, and, and, and that takes that's a whole nother, you know, the whole animal rights people and everybody gets all fired up about all these things and the bible does speak to the issue of of being uh, not no not being cruel to animals but we would not just take this to an extreme sometimes god yeah. has said you are the ones who are the caretaker the keepers as far as animals are concerned kenny what's an observation you see something you go oh huh i see that that's the one that i would think um well, I mean, it's pretty obvious in 27 how it says, so God created man in his own image, both male and female. Male so and female. Yeah. Everyone is created in the image of God. Right. Okay. Zeke, anything else? Did it leave any, any scraps for you there? Yeah. Um, actually, I was I was thinking, just kind of going to expound maybe a little bit. But uh, as far as Steve Pastor was saying. Pastor Zeke with, going here again, huh? Uh-oh. Um, as far as Steve was saying with the um, – animal rights and all that kind of thing. But um, God loves all his creations. He made everything that there is in this world, right? We were meant to rule over them, but we also need to care for them, right? I mean, it wasn't rule with an iron, rule with an iron fist kind of thing. I mean, obviously we're put first because we're made in God's image, back to you know the title of this one. But um, we are to also care and kind of govern all of you know the creatures that good yeah mm -hmm. good so in my notes i wrote down here we as far as being made in the image of god you guys are all over it it's really really good we are to reflect god's nature hmm. when people look at us basically who do they see they should see god mm -hmm. that's the whole idea you know the likeness of god so now here comes the so what question so what does that mean what's the application of that and i wrote down five and i'm sure there's more here, but I'll, we'll just go through this, and you guys can interact with these as I, as I uh, put them forth. So here's uh, uh, number one as far as, well, what's the application? So what? The fact that we have been made in the image of God, okay, here's the deep thought for the day. God made us as opposed to who? And here's the thinking that we have. This is this book that, that I'm reading called The Theology of Mankind, and first chapter is about the image of God. And says, this is the prevailing culture. This is how the culture views us. Number one, uh, that we are a blank slate. Number two, we, we are a, evolved from a combustion of gases. Number three, we have no divine origin. It's just accidental. Number four, we are guided not by or shaped by uh, the human race, but just by our identity of whatever we want it to be. 
Number five, chaos and randomness is the way life is. Number six, the human race is not really distinct from the beast. We are higher than animals, nothing more. We have no greater story, no ordained end to which we are traveling. Atoms collide, and so is mankind. That's the culture that we live in today. That basically does, it wants to dismiss God, but the Bible says very clearly that God made us. Now, if God didn't make us, these, so when I read these to you, what are you guys thinking as far as when I read about, you know, there, we're a blank slate, we're just nothing but a bunch of gases that are out there banged together, you know, we're equal with the animals, you know, what, what are some of the things when you think about that? I think, I think if we were just an accident, then logic says that this should have repeated itself at some point, and yet uh -huh. we are the only creature who's walking and talking and with you know cultures and this and that like mm -hmm. it's kind of would be strange for an accident to just happen the one time and you never see it again and they're claimed millions of years we've been here well right because you got like that's called science but one of the main things of science is it has to be repeatable and it's never repeated itself so you can't really call that no science. Right. And so the culture today. Oh, Kenny, go ahead. I think for me, when I, I hear those, the, the one thing that I think of is it probably takes, well, it, it takes more faith to believe that. Right. Than it does to believe this. Right. Because, you know, I'm basing my faith on like, I'm going to heaven. If it doesn't exist. If if all of so theoretically if, if all of this doesn't exist if all of this is not true, I have nothing to lose. Right. But if I am if I wasn't a Christian and I didn't believe this and believed what I what we just heard, then if this is true, then I'm lost. Mm -hmm. So that's that that's what came to my mind. It's like it takes more faith to believe that than it does believing in God. Yeah. On page six, 18 in this book, it says, of course, evolution requires far more faith than biblical Christianity. <laughs> it's well. exactly, you know, good, you know, that's exactly the point. It takes more faith to do that. So, so, all right, so that's number one. And we can, I don't want to get, you know, too deep in each one of these. Just, you know, just things for people to think. All right, so here's number two. If we have been made in the image of God, then there is what's called a sanctity to life. Hmm. Right? Life is precious. And that, you know, so talk about that as far as if we've been made in the image of God, you know, we're not just cosmic ooze, just, you know, we're not just the same as animals or whatever. The fact that God made us, number one, people want to take God out of the equation. And if we take God out of the equation, then we can just be whoever we want to be. But the fact we've been made in the image of God also calls for the issue of the sanctity of life. Okay, anybody want to comment on that one? Uh, I will. I'm not going to go too deep into it because we can talk for hours about this, right. but I'm just going to use um, abortion as a good example of sanctity of life. Um, babies' lives matter. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. Because don't sure. want to start a big riot. Right. Yeah, life I, is precious. Aiden, what you got? I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, geez, the cough today again. Um, I would say a good thought that comes to mind for me is even seeing because i know a few hunters for example and to see i think a lot of people have the uh, the image in their head it's just a bunch of guys with guns running around chasing animals down for you know a bloodlust of some sort no i've seen, gotten to hear some incredible stories of 
the amount of respect towards life these mm-hmm. that they go out there with and not just stories of when they have actually got the kill but so what they see out there you're in nature and you get to see some incredible things and so it's yeah that's for us a, you know it's sustenance or it has it holds a purpose but still having an immense amount of respect for not just us but all the animals around us yeah. even in even as you're actively hunting them just having that respect for life and what God created. Yeah, because they are created of God. Okay, number three, and we can't you know, uh, go anywhere with this one today. It involves gender. In fact, we've been made in the image of God. God created us male and female. And that was the one session that Kenny and I and Nick sat in where, and we talked about this a little bit last podcast, do I have enough guts to tell people the truth? Mm. And when I start to get some pushback, what happens and that's where we have to make sure that we don't get caught up in the fear of man and not not that we're going out with pitchforks looking for you know (laughs) actively riots and whatever but i think the world we live in today more and more if you're going to claim biblical truth and make a statement we've been made in the image of god that demands that that's that there's gender okay anybody want to even touch that one for like about 10 seconds well, Not that we're afraid to, but it's just going to make this podcast like a yeah, two-day just, podcast. Just real quick, because we do have stuff to get through. Um, uh, you look at, God says, I knew you before you were born, right? When you knit you together in your mother's womb. If if you were meant, in quotations, to, to be something you're not, to be a woman if you're a man or be a man if you're a woman, God would have made you that way. He intentioned and purposed for you to be who you are and all the aspects of your personality and you know okay all right number four it gives us an identity stop and think about it that's a big one today people who am i and we have a tendency to identify with my job um my social club that i work with and there's nothing wrong with with saying you know i'm a republican i'm a democrat I'm a basketball coach, I'm whatever. But sometimes people find their identity in that. And so, you know, if, if their identity, if whatever happens as far as what's going on in their world goes south, then they're really in trouble. But stop and think about it. You and I have been made in the image of God. We are image bearers, so where do we find our identity? Our identity is in who? God. Yeah. Okay, so when we would, you know, stop and think about whenever Paul, um, I'm just shooting from the hip here. Tell you what, interact with that. And while you guys interact with that, I'll, I'll look up the verse that I want to look up. Anybody, anybody going to say, when we think about well, it, it just gives us our identity because we've been made in the image of God. Just something that comes off the top of my head. The book of James starts with James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. You took what I was looking for. Oh. Ah! Sorry, I thought you heard. I heard Pastor Zeke, everyone. <laughs> we are all over that, it today. That's all over it because that's the whole point. Whenever he introduced himself, he didn't introduce himself as, hey, I'm the guy that was on the shipwreck, and hey, I was the guy that, you know. He always said what? Zeke, go ahead. Uh, James, Preach the servant it. of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And his identity wasn't bound up in what he did <laughs> or who he knew. I just want to say. Sorry, Steve. No, don't be sorry at all, man. That's awesome. That's Zeke really, came really... in swinging for his first time. Yeah, he did. Wow. He did a really nice job. So, who I am? Kenny, you look like you got you know, something you want to share there? Uh, I guess it's just how freeing that is. Like, if my identity was found in, you know, say, like, being a Notre Dame fan, well, then <laughs> I, I am, like, my world is going downhill because Notre Dame is... Mm, 
We won't go there. All but right. don't go there. My identity is not found in that. My identity is in Christ, and that's set in stone for now until forever. Because we are made in the image of God. I guess that's the whole point here is that we use that phrase, and you guys identified it well, what it means to be made in the image of God, but then you go, well, so what? And so the idea that God made us, the idea that there's sanctity, the idea that involves gender, the idea involves us now in identity. Here's number five. It gives us hope for an eternal relationship because we have been made in God's image, so therefore... What I see today, is that the final product? What's the answer? No. No. So guys, interact with me as far as just an eternal relationship is concerned. What does that mean to you guys? Crickets. Um, Crickets. <laughs> well, and, and, and to be fair, you guys have done a really good job today because I didn't prep these guys at all. You know, these guys are just shooting right from the hip. And as a pastor, I'm about ready to cry over here because they're just doing so well. Because I think if I would walk into an average group of guys like this and start asking some of these questions, there'd be more than crickets. I think the people would be getting up and leaving and saying, come on, man, let's talk about the newest shoes that are out there, you know, Nike. So. I don't know if I'd say this fully gets into the, the eternal relationship part, but at least it, for me, the thought when it comes to the importance of knowing about a life after this, mm-hmm. an eternal life after this, is because it puts an actual meaning, if you will, to what you are doing now. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in you're going anywhere after this, then you're going to treat everything here as a temporary willy-nilly. You're going to, you know, why do I care if I got divorced and then remarried like five times in my life? I There's nothing after this. I'm just going to run around and do mm-hmm. what I want. Exactly. Right. And I have Because there's no... I'm not worried about what came after. There is nothing after. Well, if you believe there is something after, then what you're doing now is important because it's going to affect that. Right. And I guess it's the thought that I've already thought about a little bit. Man, life is short. I'm through the first, I don't know. I'm through a lot more. I'm through through a lot of life already. Not Well, not a whole lot of life, but... You know, it moves faster than you realize most of the time. And just to think that, wow, if there's nothing after this, <laughs> I'm almost out of time, you know? And that's kind of a depressing thought. But just the knowledge that there's something after this and I get to, to spend the rest of it with a everlasting perfect God who, everything else aside, chose me despite my sinful nature. Like, I think I wouldn't want to spend eternity with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, your cleaned up version, you might. Yeah. <laughs> you might. So, all right, Kenny, you got the final word here, buddy. Take us on uh, home. So, like, kind of the touch on the last thing that Aiden said, it just put in my mind of the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Like, if there is something after this, um, God has already, Jesus has said, it's like, go and make disciples. Like, our job is not to, you know, become a Christian and worship God, and then, you know, we're going to heaven. It's like, yeah, that's true, but we're also supposed to go make disciples, baptize them, and, you know, get them along in their faith so they can do the same thing. It's just a never-ending cycle of leading people to Christ and then teaching them how to do it so they can, you know, teach someone else. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just getting up to, to heaven and just being like, look, I managed to help lead this many people, you know, to to God. And then God just turns back, well... If you had done this, this, and this more consistently or was even more driven to be in my image, you could have gotten all these people too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good things to think about. So, well, hey, 
just a uh, good conversation uh, today. A little uh, deeper, a uh, little deep dive here today. Josiah and Nick, we miss you. But yes. uh, this was a good time today. So for Aiden, Kenny, Pastor Zeke, this is Pastor <laughs> Steve. We're signing off saying, don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we. Talk to you later. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.